Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning. I'm here. I was going to say, you tell me. Okay, here's the call, and then you're not there. Nice. I was muted. That's okay. (laughs) I had to to unmute myself. Okay, good. Yeah, that would have been difficult to have a conversation if you were muted. (laughs) Well, you could talk as much as you want if I was muted the whole time. Well, I don't have that much to say. Actually, I do, but I don't. (laughs) Okay. Better when you're there. Yes, I agree. So then we could talk to each other. So did you have pie for breakfast? I sure did. Oh my God, did you really? Yeah, why wouldn't I? (laughs) I have two pumpkin pies from Costco in my fridge right now. Mm, Maybe I'll come over for pumpkin pie lunch. I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, I need somebody to eat these pies because we're not going to eat two pies before they go bad. So I got to figure out something to do with all this pie. (laughs) What about your neighbor? I could probably do that. Yeah. The neighbors and be like, please take some of this. Yeah. I am still recovering from yesterday. I can't believe how, what a difference just a couple of years of your life can make of how exhausted and sore. And I thought, well, that was probably my last Thanksgiving that I was cooking. It's a lot when you're doing so many sides, like you did the turkey in the oven. So then you got to watch it and baste it, tend to it. It's a lot. You did a lot. It was very good though. So we, we liked Thank it you. all. Yeah. Well, it's nothing compared to my past Thanksgivings. And I'm like, wow, what else am I going to not be able to do? I'm starting to panic. I need to do all kinds of while I still may be able to. I don't know how your grandmother did it in her 70s. You know, she stopped cooking in her 80s. But how in God's name did she do that? I don't know. I don't uh, know either. Sheer determination. <laughs> I think that was a just to show your grandfather he wasn't going to best her. <laughs> maybe that that was the gist of their relationship sounds very healthy yeah well that's where i learned all my secrets to relationships and romance yeah so we're gonna chat about this book yes please please (laughs) (laughs) okay let's do it then the book is called the mountains mate and it is (laughs) i heard that Yeah, (laughs) it is book one in the Salt Planet Giants series by Sarah Ivy Hill. Let me read you guys. This was definitely a different kind of a read for me. I'm like, whoa, okay, go ahead. Yeah, read the blurb. Oh, yeah, me too. So the blurb says... He'll move mountains for her when Patrick, a giant scar alien, hires a human for a covert mission. He doesn't expect a female to take the gig, nor does he expect his long dormant mating instinct to ignite for someone so tiny. (laughs) When the heist goes awry and they're forced to hide out together until the heat dies down, the close quarters reveal that though they're vastly mismatched in size, their hearts are a perfect fit. To escape with his freedom, Patrick Patrick must flee the city, but leaving her behind will break him. Can he convince her to join him in the mountains and take a monster as her mate? And it says, The mountain's mate is a steamy, faded mate's alien romance with a huge helping of size difference. This is a girthier, more satisfying version of the story with the same title that was published as part of the Big Feels Monster Romance Anthology. Hmm. Huh. Well, so I- em- emphasis on size difference, because uh, she was not kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the first thing that I really liked in this book was the dedication, which I'm going to read. It says, okay. for the space sluts who get it, bigger isn't always better, 
but this time it definitely is. That was good. I did read that also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I have never read a book about a giant and a faded love match. So this from the get-go was interesting. I will say just real fast before I get out, because I have a lot to say about that. The author does a really good job of giving a content guide at the beginning of the book, things that might be triggers because a lot happens in this book. Yeah. So um, check that out before you start reading. I've never read something like this where the size difference is no joke. I thought, okay, I don't like, it's called the mountains mate. So he's, and he is a giant. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was picturing, but it was not this. Yeah, it I, was not this. <laughs> yeah. And I have it to was, tell you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it, it's all right. Go ahead. I have to tell you when I read those triggers, I almost called you and said, I don't know if I can read this book because one of the triggers was about animals, mm, animal yeah. abuse. And I was like, I can handle a person being harmed far easier than I can handle an animal being harmed. And I think because that sounds horrible, but I think it's because I feel like people can fight back and have logic where animals are just innocent victims. I get that. And people are vastly overrated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just a lot saying. of them are. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> so basically, this book is the mission that Patrick needs her for is that his species or his race, I guess, they do rescue missions for injured, endangered, captured animals. He needed her help with one of these animals he was trying to rescue, which I kind of liked that aspect of it, that yeah, it was he's very so big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's literally a giant. Mm-hmm. And his species, this is what they do. And then we also find out at some point, I think it's pretty far on into the book, all of this, the females of his species are gone. Yeah, and, and so the females used to do these things for the other animals and they were kind of protectors. So now mm -hmm. the men of the species have kind of come in and taken on that role because the females aren't there anymore. I really liked that. I thought that was cool. Very different. Yeah. So the book starts where we meet the the female of this book. Her name is either Maha or Maja. I'm not sure. Apparently these people, this group called the Nightborn, which sounds to me like they're vampires, are running mm -hmm. amok in the city and she's a human and she is trying to get home before sunset because once it's dark out, the Nightborn come out and they're in trouble. They have to hide. There are people that are still out, but apparently they're wearing collars with their employer's name on it and that kind of gives gives them a pass for the nightborn, but she's not lucky enough, I guess, to have one of those collars. And she's trying to run home to her basement apartment where she's confronted with the apartment manager, I guess it is. And his name is Kava. He wants whatever it is she's carrying. She tells him no. Um, he's yelling at her that her rent is late. And if you don't pay me by the end of tomorrow, he's going to kick her out in the street. She's freaking out because where is she going to go? And when she gets into her apartment, that's when we realize that she is hiding an injured bird that she smuggled home, that she found near a pier that had been attacked. And she used her rent money to take the bird to the veterinarian to get fixed up, which I had to laugh because it sounded like something, something I would do, which is stupid. But, you know, so we all have our paths, right? Not just that, but she also uses her money to buy the bird fresh meat yeah. to eat because that's what the bird will eat. And then she ends up eating these weird nutrition bars that sound horrible. Yeah, they do sound horrible. So she's trying, she's freaking out trying to figure out how is she going to come up with this, the credits she needs to pay for her apartment. So she sees an ad online looking for someone that to help with something. And she's like, I, this is not something I would normally do, but I'm going to 
do it because I'm desperate and she has to go someplace to the warehouse district to meet the person that placed the ad. And I thought their first interaction was cute <laughs> because he wants her to get dressed up in an animal costume. And she's like, what are you into some wild kinky stuff here? Yeah, she says, is this some kind of kinky thing? You know it won't fit, so don't even try it. Yeah, because she's a normal-sized <laughs> person. He's a giant. As soon as he sees her, he loves the way she smells. But he tells her, no, I it's it's a female. I, I can't hear. I can't hire you as this burglar. It's too dangerous. But her eyes go, of course, to his pants where he has a gigantic hard on and she's like holy crap and it says his cock's girth was the same as her torso i think i was in denial for a big portion of this book oh my god yeah how big he actually was everywhere because Mm. i didn't really get it until later on when they were leaving the I want to call it a farm, but it's not really a farm. But when they're leaving the mission that he sent her on, Mm -hmm. that's when I really was like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, he's very big. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, he he is. And for the first time, I think, in his life, it says that his mating organs started to wake up and come alive. And without thinking, I love this, he starts cooing for her in the same way he would do, because he could tell she's still, she's frightened, that he would do to a skittish scar female to calm her down. And it, it works. Her pupils get bigger, her heartbeat slows down. Her sweet smell grows even sweeter and she follows him inside when he tells her, I'm going to find, I'm going to call and get you a transport back home. And she's like, I don't need a transport. I need credits. She needs a lot of credits because she owes two months of rent to that vampire nightborn guy. Mm -hmm. And he's offering basically three months worth of rent for this mission. So Mm -hmm. she's very desperate. He's offering a shit ton of money. She doesn't know what it is, but it actually perfectly aligns with what she already likes to do anyways. Yeah. Because... She's rescuing that bird, which basically that bird is her. I want to read this part about oh the bird. Because towards the beginning of the book, she thinks, I'm pretty sure this bird's name is said similarly to yours. Kara, is that how you think it's spelled? With two R's though? Oh, that's or- funny. I... I don't know. It's C-A-R-R-A is the name of the bird. It says, Kara deserved to fly again. To feel the tips of her white wings brush the brine as she searched for her sustenance beneath the waves. To find a strong mate, hatch chicks on the hazardous rocky island where the garial colony nested, out of reach of predators. Safe, free. I do. I instantly thought this bird is her. No, this that bird's <laughs> me. I need all that. But no, you're <laughs> you're right. She does need that because she's desperate to save the bird and pay her rent, so she's not at, living out in the street. She starts telling him, "You still need somebody." to do this job and I still need the credits. And that's when he hands her this this animal costume that she puts on. Says to him, just don't hurt me. And he starts cooing again. His cooing was really cute. It was. I've never heard, I've never read of a mate cooing. They're always kind of like purring, right? Yes. But yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he coos for her. So he decides, fine, he's going to let her do it. But he's he's really kind and gentle with her right from the get-go. He says to her, if you allow it, I'll lift you to the table to finish the disguise, and I'll explain the job as I work. And he picks her up and puts her on the table. And I just imagine, like, this little doll, this little Barbie doll sitting on a table with this giant helping her. Okay, I'm still in denial at this point. Okay. But later in the book, it says that she fits in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, through the whole book, I'm thinking, dear God, he's going to smush her. But, you know, that's another thought. So he gives her an Imprin. It's supposed to be some kind of animal. He's going to take her to the enclosure where there's other animals. And he dresses her like one of these Imprin. And... He tells her, once you're in there, I want you to, or no, I'm sorry. He dresses her as something else and he tells her he wants her to find this 
I'm friend and place a tracking device on her collar. And she was excited that she actually gets to see one in person. They're, they're described as a forest dwelling creature known for their thin leathery wings. And there was very few of them left on whatever island they lived on. So he's explaining to her what the mission is. And at one point, it says he has blunt ivory tusks as large as her forearm. Oh, I have something highlighted about those tusks later in the book. (laughs) I'm sure you do. (laughs) Yeah, so they say that his skin, it's the same bronzy red as the, the sandstone cliffs. And I, because I used to sell sandstone, I could totally see that color. I'm like, ooh, pretty. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he tells her, I want you to hide among the herd after you plant this tracker, and then I'm going to whistle for you, and I'll take care of the rest. She's like, what do you want with this eye perm anyway? Because she knows they're illegal to own to own and expensive and he opens the door to their transport and there's a cage in there and she at first she's scared but then she trusts him so she does crawl into the cage and he shuts the door they're off and he's stopping and he's loading other animals in with her i think he's like an undercover not really animal rescue but he's working undercover as if he's working for these people, mm-hmm. which is how he's getting access to this farm type area. Yeah. So he can plant her in there. I pictured her as like a goat, long haired sheep thing the whole time. And she talks about how she has to walk on all fours. I'm like, God, that sounds so awkward. But I mean, she doesn't really phase her, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was thinking zebra, some form of a zebra. And I have no idea why. It just She even takes on some traits of the animals so she can kind of blend in. And at one point, she even eats one of their little treats out of the pen. Ugh. Well, that's how hungry she is. It's like some... That's true. It's a grain type of food. So she's like, well, I, how bad could it possibly taste? And she eats it. Anyway, they get to where they're going and there's uh, there are nightborns that are working there and one of them is watching the security camera and that's when we find out that he Patrick is arguing with his nightborn because the nightborn wants to harvest the animal and that's when we realize these animals he's guarding are being slaughtered for the owner to impress his friends that he is serving them this rare animal food, which is just disgusting and horrible. I did like that we got both points of view in this book because she's off like trotting around in the pen, trying to blend in, (laughs) trying to find this bird thing. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to his POV and he's like making up a fake argument with the security guard Mm -hmm. to try to make it so that he doesn't harvest one of these pets because it's actually supposed to happen tomorrow, not today. And he's worried that if he harvests one today, he'll accidentally get this girl. Yeah and blow the whole mission. It was kind of cute, his little internal panic. He has to be careful because if they trigger the alarm, the owner's going to call the authorities, she's going to get arrested, and so would he. And it's horrible what they do to these people once they're arrested. So he is, he's arguing with this nightborn who wants to kill the animal that night so we can take the innards home to feed his, what they call a blood-wed human, instead of letting the the morning guard get it she ends up finding this impron and when she sees it it's in a cage where it's it's so tightly wedged in there it can't even stretch its wings out it's obviously exhausted she starts talking to it and the thing starts like she's like i'm gonna get you out of here instead of putting the tracker in the collar there's a window in this room the thing can fly and she decides i can't do this i have to let you go because you're going to die you're so exhausted it was really sad because she starts talking to this bird Mm -hmm. but basically talking to herself and then she realizes that this bird is a sentient being and it can understand her because it starts doing things to respond to her. Yeah. So then she's like, oh my God, I can't leave you here. Like you're very close to death. And so, yeah, she opens the window, lets the bird fly off. And then of course, all the alarms start going off and everything. Right. So Patrick's in freaking out. He 
decides he's got to go running back and, and save her. He whistles for her. And while she shows up, but while she's trying to get out, she gets stuck in the doorway and he's she's finally able to get out and they're they take off running. Okay, but wait. Okay. I have to talk about how she got stuck and how she gets out of the suit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you didn't highlight that part? Oh, no, but uh, go ahead. Oh. Oh my god. Okay, so she's in this like sheep zebra whatever costume. <laughs> and because the alarms are going off, the doors to the pen enclosure things start to close he's holding it with his hands to try to keep it open but she's stuck and then she's stuck in this costume and she can't get out of the costume so she's like halfway through the pen door like winnie the pooh i imagine and he's he's standing there on the outside with his hands on the thing and he says to her take it out and stroke it he directed, turning his face up to the night and squeezing his eyes shut. He didn't dare look down and see her touching him. This wasn't about that. You want that now? (laughs) Her voice was thick with shock. No. Yes, it produces oils. His face plates ground together as he grimaced with embarrassment. They'll ease your way out of the suit. Buy the twins female. Hurry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So she does that. I did highlight that. I just did not scroll down far (laughs) enough. He's like, yeah, unbuckle my belt. She's like, what? I would have said the same thing. Really, dude? Oh, this isn't the weirdest thing that happens in this scene either. So she gets out of the suit. I think she's naked or something at this point, right? Yes. And so they're running out of the farm area. And then he's still like, well, what, what do I do? How do I get you out of here? How do I smuggle you out of here without anybody finding you or suspecting me? So then, is it him that says this? No one will notice a little (laughs) extra bulk in a scar's trousers now, will they? Yes. Oh, my God. So he picks her up and puts her in his pants. Yes. And I'm like, what is happening? And he feels her arms wrap around his penis just beneath the head with her legs wrapped around the base. And she's gripping him with her thighs. And he, oh, he's like freaking out because it's such a great sensation, right? This was when I finally realized how big this guy actually is. Not just here, but everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it says, he felt her arms wrap around his upright shaft just beneath the head. And one leg hooked over the base. With her ankles locked together, she gripped him with her thighs, her weight pulling him to one side. It was an excruciatingly pleasant sensation. He couldn't adjust her or dwell on it, though. There was no time. Uh, Then my very next thing, (laughs) my very next highlight is, he wouldn't want her quaking on his cock like a suffocating sea star. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this guy's very big. So she's wrapped around him like a, ever since this thing, I picture her doing bull riding Mm. because she just like grabs onto him. That's right, baby. Literally rides him (laughs) whenever they do anything. Yeah. And because she's naked and rubbing on him, she's getting off. Yes. And the oils are some sort of aphrodisiac for her. Yeah. He finally stops in some bushes and and lets her out. And she tells him, I guess, what she did instead of, he's all, you didn't place the tracker. And she said, no, I, I let it go through the window. And that's when I think he starts to tell her, doesn't he, about him and his other people in his clan and what they do to save these animals. Yes, it was so cute. He says, I work with a group of scar that rescue exploited creatures, not just sentient ones that have been kidnapped. All of them. The scar may be doomed, but we'll protect those we can. We hoped the imprints tracker would lead us to wherever they're being bought and sold. So she didn't put the tracker, so that kind of kills that part of the plan, mm-hmm. but she did rescue it still. Yeah. And then I guess he puts her back in her his pants to take her home. <laughs> <laughs> it says her breasts were pressed tight against him due to the tether of the belt around her back he tucked her in the pants and then put his belt on i mean i guess he probably was wearing the belt the whole time and it says uh she squeezed her legs around his cock just to keep from flailing around and sliding around but every step was getting her more and more excited because 
she was rubbing up against up and down against his gigantic dick uh-huh. yes <laughs> well she's got to hold on tight because it's like a it's like a wet t-shirt contest combined with the bull riding yes. it's a lot yeah and she's like if this this whole situation wasn't so scary she would have taken pleasure in in what was happening so they go back to her place they hide in her apartment for a little while yeah, but when they first walk in that door, that animal, she's the bird she's taking care of, loves her and attacks him. So he's barely squeezing into her apartment. And because the cops are looking for him, she's like, come in, come in. And he's like barely squeezes into her apartment. And that bird goes for him because the bird thinks he's doing something to hurt her and wants to protect her. She tells the bird, oh, no, it's okay. It's, you know, he's helping. And he's thinking all he wants to do is coo for her. Foolish mating instincts. He questions her. I really liked this. I thought it was, why didn't you remove my oils? You could have at the warehouse and you could have a back here, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And she says, I like it. I mean, you can wash if you want to, if you prefer it. Oh, he's saying this. Sorry. You don't do it on my account. I asked because it's meaningful to scar females to leave it on. And I wondered if it was meaningful to you too. And mm-hmm. she just says, I don't know why I left it on. I just didn't want to wash it off. I liked how it looked. I liked the feel. Does that qualify as meaningful? And he says, it does to me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And he never thought he would have the privilege of smelling his scent on a woman. There's a couple references to scent. So if you like scenting in book, this has that. Because even when she goes to his store to meet him for the first time, he smells her and instantly is like, female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and she's he's laying on the floor. It's nighttime. She's in her bed, and they're having this conversation in the dark. And she is drawn to him, too. It all starts when she starts reaching her hand out because she wants to touch him. And all of a sudden, he's like, can I ask you something? And it kind of freaked her out. And that's when he asked her about, why didn't you wash off my scent? It was sweet. For a big old giant, he is very sweet. Yeah, so she ends up getting out of her bed and crawling on his chest or he helps her get up on her the chest and she she tells him she wanted to touch him and i'm like how is this gonna work they have to get a little creative yeah they do basically this book is not just something i've never read before because of their massive size difference but they never actually have sex in this book because they do have such a crazy size difference. Their interactions are mostly just like mutual masturbation, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And I guess like you have to do something if you're trying to be together. So yeah, yeah, that was I different. Yeah, it was definitely different. I'm like, this would drive me insane if I was with somebody and I couldn't feel them in me. I think at one point he performs oral sex on her, doesn't he? He does a couple times, yeah. So then she gets on his chest, wants to get him off, but he's like, I don't want to drown you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, you do. You want to drown me in it. They do stuff. And I have a quote from when he actually comes. Okay. It says, she was covered in his warm, sticky seed, virtually swimming in a pool of it as Patrick's strong fingers stroked and massaged her back. Without thinking, she slipped her tongue out to taste it. It tasted how it smelled, creamy and sweet, like milk with a hint of honey and something else. A warm spice like Elanot bark. It's very interesting. We get a lot of description about what he's like. (laughs) Yeah, and then what does he do to her? This was kind of scary to me. Mm. I don't know what he does to her next. He uses part of his hand. He uses one of his fingers to penetrate. His his pinky finger. Yes! I'm like, oh my god. I have that uh, highlighted also. Oh, okay. I don't have to read it, but it was... Yeah, I'm like, holy crap i was not expecting that he has some good dirty talk though because at one point he's like good little mate you're taking me so well i know oh god but like the tip of his pinky finger basically and that barely fits yeah oh boy yeah so then (laughs) he just tells her to rest i'll watch over you till the morning and then he asked if you were my mate if you were willing i would take you 
home with me to the mountains. And she's all, well, then take me. I don't think we really need to go over all the shit that happens before they get to the mountains, do you? No, no. Okay, so they do eventually get to the mountains. Then they see some of his other, I guess, clan members, some of his family members. That's what I think. At one point, because she's the first female that they've had there in a while, I got a little nervous at this part because the clan leader, which I think is actually also his brother, right? Yes. Says, you didn't do the mating rituals in the right order or completely. We're going to do this test where each male in the clan is going to present her with gifts because Mm -hmm. that's one of the important mating rituals. If she picks yours, then you can keep her basically. Then you can be her true mate. Mm -hmm. But if she picks someone else's pile, then that male would have rights to her. So this actually made me a little nervous, this part of the book. It made me nervous too, because all the other men are like, oh my God, an opportunity to have a female. But uh, the whole time I'm thinking they can't reproduce. They can't this is going to be the end of them yeah it was kind of bittersweet yeah i think so too because for a while i was like okay is there going to be a way for her to have some little scar babies but they never even talked about it no how could she possibly even it would be like the size of a toddler (laughs) probably bigger probably be like an elephant <laughs> like a baby oh dear elephant. god yeah no thank you yeah so they're all jealous because he has this woman they all start collecting gifts while she's living in this what was his brother's mate's house and she finds all this stuff about the animals and how that's when she learns about the women helping with to save the animals and take care of them and all kinds of stuff she's really interested in. She doesn't know that all these other that this has to happen until she opens the door and there's all these giants standing around with piles of stuff in front of her house, right? Yes, and she can see all of the guys like off in the far distance. And I like that she just straight up asks, which one's yours? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like, I can't tell you. (laughs) Yeah, he explains to her, you know, what they're doing. But he knows her by now. And he one of the last things he puts on his pile, which I thought was so incredibly sweet, was the feather, one of the feathers from the bird she rescued. And they did Mm -hmm. set the bird free, too. So the bird goes off to live its life. But he knew she would love that. And so, of course, she goes to his pile. So she picks his pile. Mm -hmm. And then he says, basically, he has his own home, his own cave system that he could take her to. But he's kind of apologetic. He's like, it's not that great. Like, I haven't been there in a long time. I got a client to clean it up a little bit. Right. And it's so sweet because she's like, I don't care at all. I've never had a home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sleep without you ever again. I don't care Mm -hmm. what it is as long as we're together. It was so nice. I think this was right. I think there's an epilogue in this, but at one point he thinks if she didn't fit in his palm, he'd say her heart was bigger than any scar he knew. Mm-hmm. It's very cute because I think the epilogue or maybe it's just the last chapter picks up a couple weeks later and Mm -hmm. she's been spending all her time kind of doing what the females of the scar race would do, rescuing other animals. She's helping other creatures and the whole time he's now adding onto their cave system so that they have places for these animals to go to rehabilitate. So she fits in perfectly. And all the other giants are really sweet to her because they all females are precious yes of course Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's pretty much how the book ends right okay but i have to read this quote about his tusks though because i can't mention the oh yeah and not say what happened okay yeah go ahead towards the very end of the book at one point they're doing things it says he lifted her from his chest to seat her on his chin instead, looping her legs over his tusks so she straddled his face, her heels brushing his earlobes. That's a big face, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. And then, of course, he uses the perfect position to go to town on her. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I think the size difference kind of threw me throughout this book. But I think the author did a good job of illustrating how you could still be with somebody, even though you had this massive size difference that you still had options. Yeah. And she tells him, I love you. He tells her, I love you too. Pretty much the book ends with them talking about what you had mentioned that she's taking care of the animals and 
she's fitting into life with him, mm -hmm. I guess, as, as easily as you can in that predicament, right? Yes. And that's how the book ends. Yeah. So what did you think? Uh, this book really threw me because, like I said, I have never read anything about a giant with a person. I was a little concerned. I thought, because they sleep together, I'm like, how easily could this guy just roll over and smush her? But I liked them. I thought they were really cute together. I'm sure the other books find other things because the other giants ask her, does, don't the other giants ask her, do you think other female humans would be interested in having mates. And she replies that, you know, as long as you're good to somebody, yeah, right? So I think book number two is going to be about that guy she had a conversation with while she was still in the city. The guy that was also a giant and Patrick oh, the guard. him. Yeah, he was a guard and she wanted, or Patrick wanted him to create mm -hmm. a distraction so they could get out of the city. Because there's something about how that guy had been in love, secretly in love with the female he was guarding for a long time. Yeah. So that was a good setup for another book. And then also he's got all those other clan mates with him. Yeah, so there could be several other books. So I would probably give this book three and a half stars. I thought it was sweet or three and a half wet panties because part of it when they were together was, was really cute and kind of hot, if you can have that be hot. I thought it was very different. I, I thought it was great that the author was creative enough to come up with an entirely different scenario in the paranormal romance world that I never would have thought of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I would also, this is a rare occurrence for us, but I think I would also give it three and a half wet panties. A rare occurrence? I think it's never even happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, I liked the portrayal of the vampires and how they were referred to as nightborn. I don't think I've ever heard vampires referred to that way before. That was kind of cool. It and was I, cool. Yeah. And I instantly knew what she was talking about when she said that. Uh-huh. And I liked that there was a little bit of backstory with the humans on this alien planet. It said something like aliens crash landed their ship on this planet three centuries ago. Mm -hmm. And ever since they crash landed, they had been basically food for the nightborn. So there's a little bit of interesting backstory world building. I really liked them together. I thought they were super sweet together. He was like a gentle giant. Yep. And I liked how well they fit together kind of seamlessly. There was a little bit of drama with them trying to escape the farm. And then again, they were trying to escape the city, but not too bad. I can't think of anything else. It was definitely different. Mm -hmm. So for that reason alone, I think I would rate it a little bit higher than just okay. Because to me, three stars is okay. Yeah. So I do like three and a half because I think it was a little bit better than okay. And it was different and pretty clever, actually. Yeah, I agree. If you want a little change of pace of what you normally read, I would recommend reading this book. Yeah, and it was only like 200 pages, so easy yeah. read on KU. New author to me. This would actually tick one of the boxes on the reading challenge for what's in the box because he oh, definitely right. has an interesting appendage because <laughs> his appendage is not only huge, but it's like ribbed or has little nubs on it, and so does his tongue. It's very mm. different. Mm -hmm. And his skin is plated. Yeah. Like, like rocks. I like rocks. Yeah, that was wild. So what are you reading now? Are you reading anything else? I actually started this book for the podcast late. Fortunately, it was only about 200 pages long because I didn't start it until about three days ago because <laughs> I got sucked into a series where I ended up reading four books in this series within the span of like a week. <laughs> oh my God. What is the series? So the series, this is a young adult series. It's very young adult. So oh. if you like young adult, very slow burn, there's barely any kissing a few books into it. And anything they do is behind closed doors, oh. fade to black. Mm -hmm. But I really liked this writing. And I, I don't know, I just really liked this series. The series is Crown and Crest by... Okay. 
Sherry Tapscott and Jake Andrew. So it's actually a husband oh. and wife pair. I guess Sherry Tapscott has a lot of books that she's written that are fantasy, paranormal romance. And her husband, I guess, was like her editor or something. And he ended oh. up quitting his day job, which was totally unrelated to books. And now he just does this with her. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. So I... <laughs> So after I read the Thanksgiving book, I read all four books in that series and finished the series. And then I was a little sad when the series was over, actually. Yeah, of course. I, I don't read that much young adult fantasy romance anymore. I used to read it a lot more. I don't know. Something about it was just really good. And I like the side characters. So I read those four books. Then I read this book, The Mountain's Mate. And this morning I started the next book that we're doing for the podcast. Oh no, I haven't started it. That's okay. Yeah, we have time. <laughs> I, I was busy. I read, of course, I'm always got, uh, I'm always doing multiple books at once. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I read multiple books at once and I always have a T.S. Joyce book going at some point. So right now I'm reading Brother Wolf, Brother Wolf, and it's part of the Wolves of Piston. Uh, it's book number two in the series. The first one was zombie about a zombie wolf, which was interesting. And I finished that. I started the second book. I also went back to um, the Shadow Beast series. I read the second book and finished it. And now I'm reading the third book in that series. It's called Reborn. Shadow Beast Shifters book number three. It's very interesting. And I think when we were talking yesterday over dinner, we were talking about the fact that the first three books are about the main characters. Yes. Okay. And that the, uh, the last two books are about someone else in the series. I so, think that's correct. Yeah, because I had looked up the series when we did that episode. And I think that's that's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. So book number two ended with a big um, cliffhanger. And I actually yelled out, what? What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, so far, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's hard when we read these books for the podcast, if there's multiple books in the series, because if we like the book, I don't know about you, but I'll speak for me. I want to read the rest of the book in the series. So the only way I can do that and still read a book a week for the podcast is if I read multiple books at once. I'm, I don't read as fast as you. How the hell you read five books in one week is mind blowing. I don't know. This was Thanksgiving week. So I did have the luxury of not leaving the house at all for basically a week straight. No, you're and living my life. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So I did some reading. I've been watching a lot of TV. I'm really liking that Wednesday show on Netflix. That's really good and clever. Yeah, I like that show too. Yeah, I'm watching. I think I actually I think I watched all of them all of the different cooking challenges that are <laughs> seasonal on Discovery Plus. So it's like mm -hmm. Christmas cookie, then holiday baking champion. Yeah. And then there's the gingerbread one, which the host for that one this season is Carla Hall. And I love oh. her. She's so mm -hmm. funny. She is funny. And yeah, every episode I, she's dressed up and it's really, I don't know. So I've watched all of those too. I have a hard time watching that kind of stuff because I get really hungry. <laughs> all I want to do is eat. That's funny. I don't get hungry at all, but I do. I don't know why. I've always been like this. Even when I was a kid, remember I used to watch Yan Can Cook? Oh my God, that's right. You were obsessed with that I'm, show. I've always so liked funny. cooking shows. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why either, but that that's hilarious. I forgot all about that. So yes, thank you for helping me remember that. Yeah, so I, I, I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been doing a little bit of embroidering. Just very chill week. Yeah, I'm having, my hands have been hurting a lot. So I... I haven't been able to embroider like I want to, and I haven't been able to crochet. And I took the dogs for a walk this morning, which is always an adventure. Uh -huh. And I think I'm going to try to move some stuff back in my office in piles of, you know, what's for my sewing, what's for my crocheting, what's for my painting. I I do way too much stuff. Yeah. It's hard to be me. There's a... <laughs> 
it's a lot of hobbies and it's a lot of stuff that goes with the hobby. So you need to kind of do your, I think that's a good idea. Do the piles, figure out what you have, because we need to figure out your bookcase cubby system that you want to do in there. Yeah. And I was thinking this morning, we need to get that done because I really need to have this, the office organized. Oh, and also I need your help with my Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> She's like, why did I tell you to move down here by me? It's all right. I'll probably have Jeff help with the tree because that thing's going to be tall and heavy, I bet. Well, by you, I meant both of you. Okay, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So when are you getting your tree? I'm not in charge of Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's right. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the pod, but I've uh, passed on Christmas this year to my husband. So (laughs) I'm not decorating and I'm not doing the present shopping. So I don't know. But tell him why, tell them why it's not like you're, because you have kids, you need to celebrate Christmas, I think. Why are you not, why did you pass that on to your husband? Um, just because it's been 19 years, so he can do it for once and yeah. see what it's like <laughs> and appreciate me. Literally Sunday, actually, Sunday, two days from now, will be 19 years since we met. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, because we met on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, and tell people how you met or where you met. That was funny. You didn't tell me for years i don't think it matters though we met at a bar yeah singing karaoke and i i would have been like you met at a bar but you know it all worked out look yeah 19 I mean, years later you're still there i went to the bar on thanksgiving because i was not with family for thanksgiving that year and then he went to the bar for thanksgiving because he was with family for that Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah that's so. where i didn't know that either that's very funny no, yeah. I think it's a great uh, how we met story. So good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 19 years. I can't imagine being with the same person for 19 years. So geez. I have oh, no um, words of wisdom. I don't know okay. how to do it. <laughs> and uh, you read a lot and stick your nose in a book and are oblivious to other things. That's how you do it. We're I'm, also still pl- working on our trip, our vacation for next year. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. I checked this morning and... The county still has not processed my check for my, why I need a copy of my divorce papers with that date is beyond me. But yeah, that's what's happening. That's it. I just want to say real fast before we announce the next book and end the episode. I just literally in the middle of the night last night because I was having trouble sleeping yet again. Oh Oh God, Rachel. So annoying. But I kept seeing people on Instagram signing up for this new app and they were all saying they liked it so i signed up for hive h-i-v-e like beehive oh yeah i was gonna ask you what is that i saw that post today and i was like what the hell is hive it's kind of like instagram and facebook and twitter all combined Mm. but a little different and it's actually a separate platform because instagram facebook and twitter are all kind of connected okay Hive is something different and I'm going to say new. It's new to me. I don't know when this app came out. Mm -hmm. I did create a profile for us for the podcast on that app. Yay. If people want to follow us, our username on that app is Bonded Books pod i kind of like it because it gives you the chance to on twitter if you see a post that you like you can retweet it very easily you just like click this little button and it will retweet things for you i kind of like this app because you can do that the same way you would do on twitter whereas instagram doesn't really let you do that on instagram you have to do the share to story thing and then if you share it to your story it's only there for 24 hours unless you use this third party app to actually do reposting so far, I'm kind of liking it. We have 13 followers. <laughs> we do. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So come to Hive. Give us a follow and I'll follow you back. And yeah, so I'm going to post a bunch of the bookish podcast stuff on there as well as Instagram. Perfect. The next book we are going to do is Wolf Gone Wild by... Juliet Cross. This book was recommended to me by one of my friends on Instagram. She absolutely loves this author. She absolutely loves this series. And this series is one of those series where each book in the series features a different main couple, but then you still kind of see the other couples as you go, which is our favorite type of series to do for the podcast. And just in general, it's our favorite type of book to read. Correct. And so this one is about a witch and a 
wolf shifter. I don't know if he's a werewolf or just a wolf. I'll find out though. I barely started it this morning. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I guess I've got to start it tonight in between my other two books. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why I do this to myself? I have no idea. But it's it's fine. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, you've got plans for today, so... I'm going to go do some stuff with my kids. Some fun stuff. Totally random. Is it fun? The girls. What? Oh, is it fun? I don't mind doing this kind of stuff with the kids. It's easy now that they're older. You know, I take them to the amusement park. I don't have to ride rides with them. I just bring my book with me and I'll read my book while they wait in line with each other. Okay, I got to tell you, while you were talking about this Hive thing, I signed up for Hive and I'm going to screenshot the very first thing that popped up and sent oh, no. it to you so that you can take a look at it because I'm like, what the hell did we just sign up for? <laughs> but I'm going to send this to you. I'm very excited. Oh, okay. And then you tell me what the hell. Okay, I just uh, sent it. I'm a little scared. Oh, I got to look at it right now. You texted yes. it to me? Yes. Oh God, this is like one of those TikTok reaction videos. Okay, wait, picture, picture's loading. <laughs> I get the little blue wheel spinning, taking forever to load. Oh, for God's sake. Ew. Yeah, Rachel, what the hell? Why am I seeing that? <laughs> That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Is there a way for you to report that? <laughs> I don't know. Can you report it? I don't know. Oh, that's not showing up on my hive. What did you say were your three things that you liked? Did I you? Said I liked crafts and art <laughs> and reading and I think vacations or travel. What the fuck? That's okay. weird. That's like pornography. Yeah, that is so, pornography. I thanks for know. thanks for sending that to me. I appreciate that. Oh, here, report. <laughs> I'm gonna report it because that's horrible. So I know on Twitter, you can post pretty much anything you want, but then there's a little cover you put on it. Oh, that's showing up on my thing also. It so just I, comes up under the new. Yes, it was under new. So I reported it and blocked it. On, <laughs> on Twitter? Okay, so on Twitter, when you post like um, art or anything that's kind of suggestive, there's a way to do like not suitable for work. And it puts like this little filter over it. Oh. So then you have to click that if you actually want to see what that image is, because it could be risky, risque. Yeah. Uh, this app kind of needs that because I did not need to see that. Just I scrolling through the new things on here because that's weird. Yeah, I personally, I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like if you're going to expose me to that uh, pornography, that kind of blatant, uh, I'm going to make you look at it too and go, look at this. You're welcome. Yeah, so I guess that's a little warning to people when you sign up for this app. Yeah, don't let your children... Yeah, be careful. I think people. because you're supposed to be 18 to be on this app. Or I had to put my uh, birthday in for that. Yeah, app. I did too, because it says we want to make sure that you're over 18. But I'm like, still, you don't want yeah, to I didn't be... know that was the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Okay, thank you for that. I haven't seen one of those in a super long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, Yes, on that note, we're Sign off up for to high do our to get thing. traumatized just like we did. Yes, we highly <laughs> encourage it. All right, oh honey. Have okay. a fabulous day. All right, you too. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.